Hi, I'm Jane O'Reilly, and this is Ageless. I'm 40, and my life is just getting started. I'm here to share real talk and real experiences about how to live life ageless. Nothing's off the table. You know the vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Ageless. And today, I am joined by entrepreneur, veteran digital marketer, sales expert, sales coach, business owner, investor, and one of my best friends and mentor, Rahul Aleem. Welcome to Ageless, Rahul. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this one. (laughs) So I wanted to have you on the show because in this digital landscape, there is so much opportunity to be your own boss. And I think fueling a passion of that magnitude does something to the psyche. Now, you started your business in 2004, and you've been in the sales game for quite some time now and have been extremely successful. I'm so excited to get into this show because I think you're exceptional at what you do. So let's start by talking about entrepreneurship. How did you get your start? Give it to us. Well, I'll give you the nutshell and we can go deeper as the conversation goes on. But it was very simple. I worked for a company. It was awesome. They're publicly traded, the biggest in the category that we were in, which is real estate marketing. It was realtor.com, the number one website in the world. And it was very simple. Like I bled their colors. I love that company even to this day because it gave me so much opportunity. But one thing that I took away the most was discipline. That was number one. Then number two, the art of communication, because we have to persuade people for their own best interest to do and get what they want out of life. And sometimes it takes a coach. It takes somebody good with words to be able to help people see a solution that if they take that path, they'll be significantly improved from where they are now, as opposed to doing the same thing over and over. So sometimes we need that. It's kind of like going to the gym. Sometimes you'll go, sometimes you won't. But if you have a trainer, then you're more inclined to go because now you have money in the line. Now you have health on the line. And now when you go, the outcome, you're going to be like, damn, I wish I did this sooner. So that was the aha moment. I was like, I had, I wish I did this sooner. I wish I learned sales sooner. I wish I learned communication sooner, but I quit that company on a good note. I didn't get a raise, which I really wanted. I'd probably still be here today. So it's a blessing in disguise. Um, Started my own company, took that same perseverance that I learned from corporate, also from my history. I used to play sports pretty competitively and just took that tenacity and that effort and that energy and just moved it into a new sport, which was business. I had to do it alone. So I just went with the same rules. Just be disciplined, show up, work hard. Your effort will pay off. And when you need help, get it so you can get where you want to go faster. So that's kind of like the summary synopsis of, of kind of the fierceness of entrepreneurship. But you have to also like like what you do. So I have like a desire and a passion to do this. So it made it a heck of a lot easier versus waking up hating the role. Now, don't get me wrong. There's days I fucking hated the shit I was doing but I had to get out of my own head to get clear. It's because I was getting overwhelmed. Once I got clear on the overwhelm, then I found my passion again. And sometimes those happen in an hour and you can snap out of it. Sometimes you feel that way for a day or even a week. You just have to weigh both pros and cons because entrepreneurship is a fierce sport. Um, Sometimes you're gonna have good days, sometimes you're gonna have bad, but you just have to go back to your why. Why are you doing this? What's the outcome? What's the destination you're looking for? When you're clear on that, then things just become a lot easier for you. What are some of the things that you know now about entrepreneurship that you wish you knew when you got started? Be more open-minded. That's the easiest thing to do because there's so many people that I didn't realize trying to help me. I was just a do-it-yourself mentality. 
If that person doesn't do it, I'll just do it. Whoever made up that slogan, if you want to do it right, you got to do it yourself, is completely wrong. If you want to do it well, you got to teach others to do it well so you can do bigger, better things and have bigger visions. So I would say the biggest mistakes I've made going backwards is not being open-minded at first and also just doing a really shitty job hiring people when I first started. Because I, you saw I had bad partners. I had some bad employees that I started, but I didn't know better. I was just thinking like, I just need a body in the seat to do this thing. They couldn't do that thing. I didn't know it because I was so busy because I didn't give them that attention. When I started to develop cash flow. I would have actually hired a chief operating officer to clear my life out so I can focus on growth of the business. So those are the two things, really being open-minded and hiring a number two. Let's talk about sales, your favorite thing, and the lifeblood of any business. I've heard you say that sales is just human-to-human -human interaction, and I loved that. What if someone doesn't have an ounce of sales experience and they want to get a business off the ground? What are your best recommendations? Well, number one, you can find a partner that does really well at sales. If you want to have a partnership or sell somebody on the idea, the vision and the expertise of what you do and sell them on your dream, your culture, what your end goal is, kind of like Steve Jobs sold Wozniak on Apple and they created a great partnership. Mark Zuckerberg sold his colleagues on what his vision is. And instead of giving him cash flow and money, gave him a little piece of the company. So he's able to stay in his zone of genius give other people their zone of geniuses and have clear expectations. But the one thing I want to argue to say is that everybody does sales and it's really just communication and it's persuasion. So whether you're ordering Starbucks or trying to get a free upgrade on an air flight or whatnot, we're doing persuasion, we're doing sales, but you want to get your kids to eat their broccoli or your dog to sit, we're doing communication and we're actually customizing it to the person we're speaking to. Some people have aggressive friends, you speak to them differently. Some people have very timid friends, you speak to them differently. So all around us is persuasion. It doesn't mean we're constantly saying sell or be sold. That's not the case whatsoever. We are just having those interactions. Now we just have to practice it on what matters the most when it comes to business, whether it's selling somebody on a big contract, getting a new training client, or whatever it may be. The art and science is fairly simple to pick up. You just have to know what you want. And then just practice all the time. Like literally no one is born a natural born salespeople, salesperson. We just think they are because they got good. We didn't see the 10 years, the 15 years, the 30 years, or however old that person is of the torture, the training, the fuck ups, everything that they had already been through. We're only seeing their success now. It's kind of like this Lionel Messi meme that I saw going all over the internet. It said, I'm 10 years, 113 days and 14 hours. Um, or what is it? It took me 10 years, 114 days, 14 hours to be an overnight success because people are comparing people to the now of who they are today. They don't know the journey yet. What is your expert advice on how to deal with objections? Objections are really concerns at the end of the day, because like whenever I'm talking to people, like, cause I like to prepare and I understand who my ideal customer is. And there may be multiple ideal customers, but they all operate the same. So for example, let's just say you're selling, for example, marketing services, or I'll go into fitness in just a second if it makes sense. But marketing services, there's gonna be brand new startup companies. There's gonna be mid-tier companies that are starting to grow, but they've been in business for three years. They're kind of stuck. They have good months, bad months. And then there's gonna be the accelerated growth guys that just have the money and they value their time and they want expertise. 
So I look at it from three different avatars and I just prepare what are the most likely things they're going to be fearful of, the most likely questions they're going to have before they come to me. So a new person, they're in the unknown of everything. They don't have the time because they may have a side hustle. They don't have the money because they're working a W-2 or they just started and, and spend their money on stupid shit or they ran out of money. They're going to be frightened because they don't know if it's going to work at all in the first place. And the last thing is they may not even know what they want. And each avatar has different concerns or objections going into the call. Their intention is I want to learn something. I want information. I want to feel good that I can hire somebody that can get me above where my means are now so I can be free in the long run. So it's our job to anticipate those things through the questions we ask. So when people start to say like things like, let me think about it. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was going to be that much. Um, can we do it next month? All of those things are going to probably come up. So all I can say is just be prepared for them so you can anticipate them and start asking questions before they come up. So like, for example, if somebody is going to give you a time objection, oh, now's not the right time. You can say something like, like, like Gina, like, help me understand what's the rationale as to like why you're looking for outside help as opposed to doing it on your own. So what I've now done is they're going to be justifying why now is the right time, why they should be looking for outside help, why they can't do it on their own, right? So that question alone is going to allow the prospect to be able to tell me information that they're going to answer their own objections, if that makes sense. Makes all the sense. In fact, it reminds me, well, for those of you who don't know, Rahul used to coach my women's soccer team back in the day. And one of the best things I learned from his coaching is anticipate the play, anticipate where the ball's going to go. And I love that. And I think you can use the same strategy in business. Yeah. And to add the other A, I'm going to give you two A's and two R's. Okay. And it happens to also be my initials, but backwards R-A, but we're going to go A-A-R-R. So when it comes to business or life or whatever your hobbies are, I look at everything as a simplification. There's anticipation and there's angles. We want to anticipate what the person's feeling. We want to read the mind of the prospect or the customer. So we're anticipating, hey, this person may be feeling this. Let me ask some questions around that. And then we find the angle. So once we have the information to be able to help them transform, help them take that leap, because we know that we're going to be creating a gap in sales. The gap simply means what's what are you doing now? Is it going to get you where you want to go? Okay, it's not going to. Now, what happens if things get worse? So now they think they're at a baseline. We pull them back by throwing in their head that things could get worse if you do the same thing every day and don't get a different result. That's the definition of insanity. Now we can future pace saying, hey, if we have this solution based on what we discussed so far, do you feel that that could be the answer for you? And if they say yes to you, you could say, well, why do you think that way? Now they're justifying your solution. So we just open the gap. We got the pain a little deeper so they can take some action and see reality. And on the other hand, we just future pace them to see if you have the solution, do you feel in your mind this could help you? And they say, yes, how so? They justified it. Now we have bigger gap, right? So that's how I look at the anticipation and the angle is the way we deliver after the anticipation of the question. So our angle is like, now that you mentioned this, here's my solution for you. So now we have our angle. Now on the flip side, when we have customers, now we're doing our service. This is the most important part to me ever. So when you sell something on something, you have to fulfill and you have to over-deliver. So there's two types of R's, results and relationships. Both your All your customers are going to expect both from you. Your delivery team just needs to be set up. And if it's you, then you have to make the time and appreciate your customers. 
Relationships just mean what kind of rapport do you have with them? Do you have a common ground? Are they so confident in you that they're going to ask you questions that have nothing to do with what you do because they look at you as a trusted advisor? When my uh, I was in marketing for a, a pretty big law firm and the gentleman, the CEO is just a baller, probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And he would call me and be like, hey, like for my business in California, like you're smart. Who would you recommend that I talk to for a CPA? And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, I like this question because our relationship is strong. And then I just understood what he was looking for, could make the recommendation. They ended up doing business. So I'm a trusted advisor. Then the results is the second R. That means, can you deliver on what it is you said you were going to do? So if somebody paid you five grand, 10 grand, two grand, $100, are you going to make that transition, that change for what it is you're offering? Whether it's a biz op where it's like, give me money, I'll make you more and teach you a skill. Marketing, pay us money to fund our team. We'll bring the experts in to increase your awareness and therefore get you leads to make more sales. Or if it's training, pay Jaina $10,000 for the whole entire year and get her on Zoom once a week or month. And then she can make sure that you don't die and you get the body and the confidence that you want. So it depends on the, the service or the product that you're offering, but the AA, the anticipation and angles, that's going to come on to like more on the communication persuasion side. And the RR um, is going to be results and relationships more on the delivery side of business. I'm glad you brought up fitness and I'm going to hold you to that. And uh, that just leads me to my next question. What do you do offline to keep yourself in high performance mode? Honestly, I'm a pretty boring guy. Um, I go, I just started going back to the gym thanks to you. So I got you as the accountability. You're welcome. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, your life, I want to live longer. So I realized I was on a pathway to not doing that. But then I also noticed I was very fat. My cheeks are way bigger than they used to be. I don't like the way I look, but I didn't care because I would just be like, oh, it's just one more slice. Things can't get worse. But then now I was like looking at old photos. Then I, I feel like I'm getting more fatigued. My energy isn't as high. I was getting a little bit short tempered with people I shouldn't necessarily be short tempered with, but I was anyways. And then even though I'm still pretty out of shape and I just started the journey, um, just the fact that I am going, it creates that inspiration and motivation, not just in my, my mind and how I feel, but in other areas of my day, because I have more energy, I don't need as much sleep, I'm not eating as much as I am, and now I'm more motivated to eat healthy. Um, but really, like the body is the most important machine that a lot of us kind of neglect a little bit. And that's okay, as long as we're self aware and come back to it. Um, but yeah, it, it's opened up so much more for me, because like, now I feel like I'm happier in what I'm doing, even though it's already pretty happy, but it's just like, when I get that adrenaline rush, I can go at this 24 by seven. And that's like how I started the business. And now I feel like a little bit more rejuvenated because we are in a long game. I plan on doing this for another 30 years. So that's when I turn what seven in my seventies. So I have a full opportunity to kind of have this long game. I'm not an athlete playing sports where my lifespan is up until injury or until I retire or kicked out of the league. Business is a sport you can do like Warren Buffett does in his 80s or 90s. Diet and exercise are everything, but especially diet. Um, all we need is like 30 minutes of training a day. But diet, in my opinion, and I've said this in other podcasts, is 90% of the deal if you really want to see results. But we can't be too rigid with ourselves. You know, I think that actually creates turbulence. So just finding that lifestyle that feels comfortable, that's sustainable, um, that's going to help performance in any arena. Um, 
real quick before we end here, I just, I know you have a, a coaching business called GSD. And what does that stand for? What do you Get think it shit stands done. for? There you go. Get <laughs> shit done. We should synchronize that on three. One, two, three. Get, Get shit done. done. That's how we do it. Yeah. So the name in itself has the intensity of what we want to do. And it doesn't mean it's aggressive or anything. It just means take action right now. That's really what it means. Like when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. When's the next best time? Now. When do you want to be successful? Now. When do you want to be healthy? Now. Like you have to take those decisions now in life very seriously, right? Because we have all these voices in our head, people around us, the community, whatever it may be, maybe dragging us down or just giving us conflicting information in our minds. But that's all it is, is in our own minds. Because I know really broke people that are not very smart people that are now very wealthy because they had the tenacity that that circumstance is not going to hold them down. And that's what the GSD really encompasses is that I'm just a dude that wears t-shirts and shorts every single day for the last 20 years. And we've closed publicly traded companies wearing backwards hats. So it's not that I'm more talented. It's just that I'm more focused and anybody can have it. You just have to want to bring it out inside of you. So if there's somebody out there that wants to get involved with the GSD program, what would you recommend? Jump into our group. We have a free Facebook group. I mean, follow me on social too, so you can see some of the content, the reels, the videos, all the results, but jump into the Facebook group. Now, I'm going to tell you who it's for. Like, really, we focus on like digital marketing agencies, coaches, and consultants. Broadly, it can help a wide variety. Like if a dentist had the time to learn a skill of sales and marketing, it would be relevant for them. But typically, they're going to hire marketing people, but they're welcome to join. But the real target audience we focus on is digital marketing agencies, entrepreneurs, that are in the digital space, whether it's info products and coaches and consultants. Like if you coach like Six Sigma for like companies, like, which is like a, like a Japanese way of, of consulting or whatever it is you do in the consulting space, we help people develop like their offer, their niche, their traffic. How do you get traffic organically from LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera? Um, how do you engage conversations through text messaging, whether it's Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp or whatnot, and then drive it to a human to human call so that you can see if you can help them, they can help you and vice versa. So it's all just an ecosystem of entrepreneurs that are like-minded that just want more. So if you want to start your own business, be your own boss, Rahul just broke it down for you here. You heard it first. Rahul, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, I just really appreciate you dropping all your knowledge. I really appreciate you. We all do. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's time to get shit done. Get shit done. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ageless. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tune in next week for a new episode.